0: We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and we're for the people of Missouri. We're for brewmasters, stockbrokers, beauty queens, and truck drivers. Whatever you do, if you're a Missourian, we're for you. We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and we've got Missouri covered.
1: Yeah. And what
2: about down there? You know, my... Totally. Four out of five gynecologists would recommend it. So I tried it, and now I get 72 hours of freshness. From my pits
3: to my... Ooh. I love that it's a spray. Me too. And it comes in sticks and creams, too. Go get your secret whole body deodorant. A combo
2: winds up and throws it home on a windmill right hand. NBA All-Star Weekend on ESPN Radio.
1: James Drive puts it up with
2: an emphatic right hand. The 73rd NBA All-Star Game, live from Indianapolis. The NBA All-Star Game.
1: Tatum hammers a right hand dunk.
2: Coverage begins Sunday at 7 Eastern with tip-off at 8 Eastern. On ESPN Radio and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Presented by Indeed. Proud to be the home of the NBA. ESPN Wichita,
4: 92.3 FM. Paid for by Bar Justice. Attention. Have you or a loved one been diagnosed with cancer after using Zantac or other heartburn medications for several months? The FDA has warned that Zantac and other medications containing heartburn drug, ranitidine, may be contaminated with cancer-causing agent NDMA. Zantac may be linked to these cancers, bladder, colorectal, esophageal, intestinal, kidney, liver, ovarian, pancreatic, stomach, testicular, and uterine. If you or a loved one have been diagnosed with cancer after using Zantac or other heartburn medications for several months, call now. 800-516-9931 Never stop taking medication without first consulting a physician. Call right now for a free consultation. You may be owed significant compensation. Call 800-516-9931 800-516-9931 That's 800-516-9931 800-516-9931.
2: Did you know a fire department responds to a fire every 24 seconds? This fire prevention month, First Alert is reminding you to be prepared by installing smoke and carbon monoxide alarms on every level and in each bedroom of your home. Don't forget to add First Alert fire extinguishers on every level and in common spaces like the kitchen and know how to use them. Protect your whole home with safety you can trust by visiting firstalert.com and Lowe's stores today.
5: Okay, you know how it feels when you've saved enough for that long-awaited home addition? Now imagine an addition on that addition. That's the feeling with Capital One, where a new savings account earns an interest rate five times the national average. That's right, five times, as represented by five times more singers. This is
0: Banking Reimagined. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms apply. Rate comparison based on FDIC national rate. Capital One N.A. member FDIC.
6: Again, hour number two of the Shane Dennis Show on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, Wichita's sports leader. I'm your host and producer today, Jack Johnson, filling in for Shane Dennis. Text line is always open at 316-247-0923. That is 316-247-0923. Let us know any of your comments, questions, concerns, anything you got. Feel free to use it on that text line. What we got some college basketball talk for about the next 40 minutes or so. We're going to cover KU and K-State. Pat's going to have you covered with all things Wichita State and our number two of The Pulse as well. We got a bit of audio to get to, and I want to make sure that we have time to hear from both Hunter Dickinson and Bill Self of the Kansas Jayhawks, and we're going to start it off with Hunter who is coming off his worst performance maybe of his career against Texas Tech. Seems like he's battling through a little bit of an injury. Only had five points in the game against the Red Raiders. But now it's gut check time. Can't have many more performances like that from their star center. Um, And they're right now leading score with Kevin McCuller still being out, although Bill Self did seem optimistic that he should be ready to go for the game against the Sooners uh, tomorrow at 3 p.m., in Norman. But let's kick it off with what Hunter Dickinson had to say yesterday about the recent struggles and the look ahead to the Oklahoma Sooners.
1: Well, you guys are going back on the road, what do you think the challenge is Saturday?
7: Uh, to try not to, I guess, I think just locking in more defensively, um, especially at the beginning of the game. And really just trying to make that um, something we can lay our hat on. Um, I think just trying to make the other team play um, worse than us uh, defensively. Just trying to really lock in and, and really guard. Um, I think you know we did that the first time against Oklahoma. Um, and I think that was the main reason why we were successful. Um, was just really trying to lock in and guard um, for 40 minutes. And really just not allowing guys to go up and, and, and go. Um, have career nights against us.
1: Are you still looking at the Big 12 standings that you might have to win out? Or what do you think about the race?
7: Uh, I mean, I think, you know, that would be pretty hard for us to kind of look at the race and be like, we got to win out. I think a better approach would be just to take it uh, one game at a time and just really try to do, try to think of it as, you know, um, who's trying to win this game, trying to go 1-0 uh, I feel like it's a better mindset and more attainable mindset. What has this week been for you guys uh, in terms of managing
3: rest, and how does it compare to after previous Saturday-Monday turnarounds you've had so far?
7: You about Were you talking about, you talking about um, before the Texas Tech game or now? Now. Oh, uh, I think Coach switched up a little bit um, by having us do a little bit of practice yesterday. Um, you know, we did a lot of defensive work, um, and, and and obviously I think that was Warranted, uh, given our performance on Monday, and so I think it was good for us to get a little bit of a sweat in um, yesterday. Um, just so that you know, coming here today, you know, I feel like everybody will be a little bit more loose and not, um, you know, uh, a little, I guess, lagged from from uh, having two days off. And so I think that'll be good for us, and hopefully, uh, we can turn that into a good day of practice today. Hunter, I think you guys
3: are uh, last in the conference and made three-pointers, and I think coaches talked about it being more of an emphasis before the conference season started. Do you feel like that's something that has been kind of emphasized in the last couple of weeks, and is there something you guys can do differently
7: to get more uh, quality looks? I wouldn't say it's been emphasized. Um, I think it's it's known that we aren't, you know, probably the, you know, the, the Warriors when it comes to the threes. Um, but I feel like we have guys who are capable um, I think guys really just play within themselves. Um, I don't think we have too many just straight shooters, other than maybe like Johnny and Nick. I feel like a lot of the other guys shooting is something that they do well, but that's not what they're known for. Um, you look at a guy like DeWan who is shooting very highly from three. I think, well, at least that's what it feels like. Um, but he only takes like maybe two or three a game, and that's because you know he's best at getting downhill, shooting the floater, getting to the lane, or making others better. And so. Then you look at a guy like Kevin McCuller, who I'm not sure what he's shooting, but he's at least in the 30s. And, um, you know, he's not known for shooting, but he can definitely, I'm very confident in him him knocking down a three. But, you know, his best attribute is getting downhill, you know, drawing contact, trying to get to the line. And so, um, you know, that might not be our strongest suit, but I feel very confident um, in guys' shooting abilities.
0: You've had two games in a row now without Kev. Have you learned much about how to play without him? And, and what do you wanna see from the rest of the guys if, if you have to do it again?
7: Um, I think just um, in terms of uh, learning without Kev, is just obviously um, you know, his importance and how important he is to the team because um, he does so much offensively, defensively from a leadership standpoint uh, to where we definitely miss him out there. Um, but just for guys uh, to continue staying confident, I would say um, you know, don't lose the confidence no matter how much you're playing. I think that's something that I can take with me as well. Um, but uh, like I said, yeah, just trying to make sure guys stay confident. And if they have built up any momentum um, in the previous two games without him, I just to try to keep it going because we'll need everybody um, come down the stretch.
0: It, it's pretty obvious that he has his hands all over you know pretty much every category, every stat when he's out there, he can do so many things. It, what, what what does it feel like without him out there? I mean, can you take us through that a little bit? How 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 does it feel not knowing he's out
7: there? Yeah, it, it can be tough because, you know, he's, he's one of those guys who's kind of like a pressure release almost mm-hmm. to where, you know, when the shot clock's going down um, and he has the ball, you can kind of feel pretty confident that, you know, he's going to come up with a decent shot. And um, I think that's something that, you know, when you have a guy like that who's averaging over 19 points a game, um, it can be... Um, some big shoes to fill, especially for for the guys who are coming in who haven't really played as many minutes as, you know, like as um, uh, obviously as Kevin, but like as a normal bench guy. Um, And so uh, it's definitely tough, I think, defensively, just knowing how solid he is and how good of a defender he is, just really relying on him, um, not having him out there could definitely um, be a challenge for sure.
6: Time for honor what is it going to take just to kind of stay consistent right it's kind of been a little up and down just kind of like a roller coaster if you will how do you just kind of stay consistent over the last next last couple of games and obviously going into March
7: um, I would say just taking every possession um, ultra seriously and, and, and treating it like you know each possession could really uh, determine the game I think um, you know I think there's some times where you know we'll take a couple possessions off in here or there and then that can really snowball into, you know, a run and I think that's kind of where we're getting stuck sometimes is, you know, we'll play good for majority of the game or in, in spurts, but then other spurts we give up. Um, like in the Kansas State game, we were up 11 and then we give up an 11-0 run right after that. And so just training um, each, each possession really importantly and I think just kind of really locking in on each possession and just trying to get that one stop or that one basket um, each time.
1: Yesterday was a tragic day. Did you know anybody that went to the parade or any of the team?
7: Uh, no, thankfully, um, I think everybody was here. Uh, you know, fortunately for us, I think we had practice like. Um, uh, was that we had practice around a two-ish, and so um, it was going to be hard for guys to go and come back. So, uh, thankfully, none of us were over there for that. All right, thank you very much.
4: You mentioned the defensive part for practice specifically. Like, what are some of the drills you guys were doing? What was the point of that assist defensively for you guys yesterday?
7: Uh, Just really just guarding 5-on-5. We do a lot of that. We don't really, um, per se, do a lot of drills. It's more just kind of like guarding, um, you know, the scout team 5-on-5 and kind of making adjustments on the fly. And I feel like that, you know, is really helpful because, you know, it makes it so it's more translatable than just doing a drill. I think, you know, sometimes guys can get caught in um, doing specific drills, and then um, they're not able to translate it to actual 5-on-5, and and then translate that to an actual game. So um, just more guarding, um, working on pick-and-roll defense, uh, working on closeouts and stuff like that is what we we were emphasizing. All right, sir. Thanks.
6: that was Hunter Dickinson the other day previewing Kansas's upcoming matchup against Oklahoma and also recapping what's been going on of late with this team on the road. I did want to get to this before we hear from Bill Self, or at least part of Bill Self, and what he said yesterday. Texter on the text line, very, very important fact uh, here because it should all be noted, and I actually learned something from this. So this is from the Texter. Two points of fact about Lynette Woodard as opposed to Caitlin Clark. Number one, women started using a smaller basketball starting with the and starting in the 1984-85 season. So Lynette did not have this advantage. Number two, they didn't have the three-point shot when Lynette played either. I am no way no way taking away what Caitlin Clark did and um, will accomplish, but we should compare apples to apples. How many career three pointers Caitlin Clark had made? That's something I could probably find easily, just not at this point. But I'm glad you brought that up because I've been on the side of we need to acknowledge what Lynette Woodard did. Especially with that three-point shot, and Caitlin Clark, I mean, it's not like she's had one or two three-pointers in her career. Uh, she's been hitting them from about thirty, thirty-five feet uh, the last two seasons. But yeah, it only goes to show you how impressive of what Lynette Woodard did. And I didn't take that as as you're trying to take away what Caitlin Clark did. I think, you know, we can compare both things here. All I'm asking for is we got to make sure that we can acknowledge uh, the greatness of Lynette Woodard and what she was able to do at the University of Kansas. So great point there from the texter at 316-247-0923. I saw that you tried to call. I would love to answer phone calls. I just can't while I'm hosting and producing. But for the text... Keep him coming, 316-247-0923. All right, I also wanted to play a little bit of audio from Bill Self the other day and going over the struggles that Kansas has had. And also looking ahead to that matchup against Oklahoma, here is Bill Self.
7: We, we
3: heard from Hunter uh, that you guys did some practice yesterday and defense was a point of emphasis there. Just what were you trying to get across during that practice session?
5: Well, defense, and you know, you're going to emphasize, you know, one or two things: defense or offense. And yesterday was a defensive <laughs> practice. So, so, uh, uh, but we did, we did, uh, you know, the biggest thing was just get them out there and move. And we only went for about forty minutes. Bill, you wrote the book on the winning conference road games. Uh, Obviously, every case may be different, but just wanted to get your thoughts. Is it, you know, less depth in general? Is it, is there anything that's consistent, you know, through the season? Uh, well, I think this year, uh, you know, we, we don't have as much margin for error as some of our other teams, especially when you take away, a, you know, an All-American type performer. Uh, uh, but, you know, that, that that happens. Everybody deals with stuff uh, uh, without question. Uh, I don't think we've been as mentally tough. You know, uh, losing at Texas Tech wasn't the killer. It was being up, you know, uh, 16 or 15 in the first half against UCF. It was, uh, uh, you know, uh, getting off to a great start against West Virginia. If I'm not mistaken, being up double figures and giving the game. But those are those are the games, you know. Uh, the last two uh, games have been hard just because of schedule, you know, uh, uh, and everybody would understand that. But that's, you know, that, that happens with different teams throughout every year and every league, uh, the way the leagues are set up if you play quick turnarounds. And so I, I, I think, uh, uh, you know, a lot of it is probably just not being quite tough enough to finish and playing through some adversity when, when it, when, uh, uh, when it hits uh, and, and, and uh, you know some of it is just the, the uh, you know law of averages guys that are shooting you know on an average uh, probably 17 for 30, 18 for 30 you know go 5 or 30 you know that's, that, that also plays a factor too. Bill I think you mentioned after the Yale game how important it
3: is going to conference play to make and take uh, more three-pointers. Uh, you guys, are, I think, are averaging five main three-pointers in conference play and shooting 32%. Uh, how big of a concern is that, and is it something you're looking at as this team progresses? Do you want to get that number up, you are you trying to, you know?
5: No, I don't do think so. I, I, I think that, uh, you know, I don't know what our exact stats are uh, over the course of time, but we, we've known all along we're not going to be a, a, a heavy-volume three-point shooting team. Uh, uh, but when you take out Kevin, that's probably mm-hmm. your, your – uh, uh, The guy that's attempted the most uh, threes. uh, uh, You know, I'd say that's probably uh, played a little bit of a factor in why we haven't shot as many of late. Uh, uh, But the big thing is that if if we're going to get outscored by 15 points or 18 points from beyond the arc, uh, I will probably look at it as our defense as much as us needing to take more. Uh, because uh, that's not, you know, going to be a strength of this year's team. Bill, do you anticipate either Kevin or Jamari being available on Saturday? Yeah, I'm anticipating that, that hopefully both will. You know, Jamari shouldn't be an issue at all, and, and, and uh, uh, you know, depending on how Kevin feels through through uh, practice on Thursday and. You know, if he's able to continue to go on Friday, I would anticipate him being able to be out there some. I don't know the exact role or how much he'll play, but but uh, you know, he practiced uh, yesterday. We just went real short.
4: I'm wondering with Hunter and this team's ability to feed the post, how do you evaluate the way you guys have done that so far this conference play and just overall this season?
5: Well, I think that uh, considering how people are playing, Hunter. most of his touches are, are are in the mid post type area. Uh, you could say that's a little bit Hunter, you could say that's how teams are defending Hunter uh, as well. So, so uh, you know, everybody's, you know, playing dead behind and pushing out. Uh, uh, so he hasn't got as many uh, easy post feeds, I'd say in the last couple of games, but up until that point, he was getting quite a few. So I don't think that we're, the best post feeding team. I don't think we've been that far off, to be honest. But we have looked bad at times feeding the post uh, with bad angles and stuff. But a lot of that is so much as our our stuff is designed. Where, where Kevin is the one making the entry passer one. You take him out of the game, you're putting somebody else in
4: to do that. Something mentioned after the K State game too was teams adjusting for Johnny and what he offers you guys. How do you feel like he's adjusting? Two teams adjusting him and knowing what he wants to do.
5: I, I would say uh, he'll become very good at it and he'll understand better. But uh, you know, you know, people are running him off the line now. You know, people are going to make him put it down to go make a play rather than catch and shoot to make a play. So, so uh, uh, I think he's actually done okay with it. But it, 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 it's there's it, it, a lot happening to him. Uh, in a short amount of time real fast. And, and he's handled everything very well, but that's that's gonna
1: be a part of the maturation process. OU has a chance to play the team that beat it here. Out of all the teams you've played, you only get another shot at K-State. Do you wish or miss that part of the schedule that you can't play the teams that beat you? Uh,
5: well, I think that's just, a, yeah, but that it's never gonna happen again. Uh, unless you play uh, 26 league games, you know, and, and uh, people are going to try to get the league game. You know, some leagues will want to play 20. Some leagues will go say, well, why would we beat up on each other the extra four games uh, uh, when we're going to get the same amount of teams in anyway? So so uh, why don't we cut it back to 16 and play uh, uh, four more non-conference games? There, there's going to be a lot of leagues handled it from a strategic standpoint differently. Uh, but uh in our league the way it's set up is uh and i'm not saying it's wrong i'm not saying i have a better solution but you're not going to be able to uh uh, have the same type robberies within a season as what you've had in years past Uh, and it's going to be even more uh even more different next year because we go to 16 if i'm not mistaken so if they go to 20 league games that means what does that mean you play uh eight uh, four teams twice and, and uh, uh, 12 teams once. Uh, if you stay at 18, you play two teams twice and 14 teams once. So it's gonna be, it's, that, that's just the way it is. Football, you know, has always had that because you only play each other once a year. Max, uh, uh, But basketball, you know, we've been spoiled. Uh, uh, at, even when it's the Big 12, you knew exactly who you're playing twice. and. I mean, when when they went north and south, you knew exactly who you're playing twice and who you're playing once, and sometimes that created a, a, a an unbalanced schedule without question. Some, sometimes to our favor, uh, but you know, uh, it's just the way it is. And 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 I do think that you know you've you got to make the most of your opportunities that's been given you, and, and certainly we haven't
1: done that, especially early in conference play. This is the last trip to OU for KU with them leaving the league. What will you miss about the OU game, and what are your memories of the past? Uh, KU OU? Yeah, uh,
5: 1988 national championship game. <laughs> so, so uh, uh, that would probably be it. My memories OU is is back when you know Tisdale was playing and I was playing at Oklahoma State and, and that stuff. Uh, uh, but but we've had some we've had some great games with them. Uh, uh, obviously, and, you know, over time. And, of course, none was better than than uh, when Buddy and his group was down there and we had some great games with Frank and uh, Devontae in our gang. Uh, 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 but, you know, I'll be honest with you, it, it, it's it's so different now. I'm not sure that uh, there'll be things you miss about going to OU, you know, it's close to home, things like that. But I, I, I'm not sure that that uh, uh, it's going to be something that we'll miss uh, uh, like Oklahoma State would miss? Or would uh, uh, OU miss Missouri when they left like KU would miss Missouri? So, so I mean, from from a competitive standpoint and a rivalry standpoint.
1: Well, they've had Kelvin, Kruger, Capel, guys like that, Porter Mosier. Do you respect, you know, the lineup of coaches they've had. Oh yeah, and and and, and you left out uh, uh, the one,
5: Billy Tal. Oh yeah. So 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 uh, uh to me, yeah, they've had a great lineup of coaches, and Porter's obviously in that line. You know, Porter took Loyola to the Final Four. I mean, that that that's that, that's one of the great coaching accomplishments of this uh, in the 2000s. Uh, uh, that would be in everyone's top ten in the two thousands as far as a co- coaching accomplishment. So, yeah, Porter's a terrific coach. Coach S huntered this and he said that to hopefully be more consistent. Maybe it's been a little bit different than what
3: you've had of a little bit of the roller coaster ride. He said really locking in on more possessions and not having these spurts where I like can't stay you guys run up eleven and giving up eleven on run. From your perspective, what are those things that's gonna take to be more consistent as this season goes along? Well, I mean every team
5: we've had since I've been to Kansas has had a, games where they give up runs. I mean, so 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 that 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 stuff happens even though you don't want it to, and certainly you can always uh, uh, go to that run as being the difference in maybe winning and not winning. Uh, uh, but, but, but I would say, you know, we, we, we need to be healthy and we need to have fresh minds. Uh, uh, to me, that's far more important than uh, uh, what you run or anything like that. Uh, uh, but when those things occur, then we have to be able to make teams play poorly when we're not playing our best, and that has not happened as consistently away from home as what it has at home. At home, we've done a pretty good job with that, but 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 we haven't been consistent with that away from home. Memories of the first meeting, Coach. Uh, I think you got forty-six points in the paint. Kevin got to the free throw line. Hunt got a lot of looks. Uh, what else sticks out to you about that? Person? You know, it was a. Uh, it was one of the most efficient games we played and we didn't shoot the ball well I don't, I don't know what we shot for that game 42 or 43 something like that but we had so many more possessions because we only had two turnovers uh uh if uh, something like that dave i don't know but that's what stands out to me and also it was a very close game and then we kind of pulled away very methodically uh, uh late and, and mccollum killed us the first half if i remember right uh, had 16 or 18 at halftime, and then we did a much better job on him second. Half. <coughs> it, just about any of their other personnel outside of McComb, obviously he's a good one. They've also had some injuries and uh, and some illness, but Godwin, Moore, uh Usun, they're all pretty good players. Oh, they're good players, yeah. And, and uh, you know, Moore to me is as athletic as any guy in the league, and 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 uh, oh. I don't want to mispronounce is it Owe. Uh I keep wanting to say Owe, but Owe uh, Ortega is a good player, you know, but he hasn't made shots in recent like he was earlier in recent in recent games and and of course uh who's on and, and and uh, uh, you know the Hughley is uh, uh, didn't travel, I don't think, against Baylor. I think he's got a knee issue, but I don't know how serious that is. And, and uh, you know they, they got nicked up. They had a bad turned ankle in the last game too. Uh, so we'll see how that how, how that goes. But their personnel is plenty good enough to play with anybody, and it's already been shown they can. So, uh, uh, and this is a big game. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, you guys would know better than me. I think this is Billy Tubbs' day,
0: mm-hmm.
5: and and I also think because I think they're going to hang the banner for Coach Tubbs, which would be great, and and and, and then. Uh, I think there's going to be maybe something uh, uh in memory of Toby Keith as well so this the, the, this will be and, and it's sold out also so so this will be a, a a turned up uh big game uh for us but but even more so probably for them just based on the other things that are going on surrounding the game
6: And there was Bill Self yesterday previewing the game against Oklahoma, and you can listen to that right here on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. We got pregame, play-by-play, and postgame coverage all coming your way tomorrow afternoon. Well, the other local school, at least right next door to Lawrence, is the Kansas State Wildcats in Manhattan, who will take on the TCU Horned Frogs tomorrow morning, basically. An 11 a.m. tip, a must-win game for the Cats, and we're going to dive into that next on the Shane Dennis Show on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM.
2: The Shane Dennis Show will be right back on ESPN
0: Wichita, 92.3 FM. What do people with blindness or low vision need to live to the fullest? Just ask them. It's skill development, scientific breakthroughs, knowledge-based jobs, and the same opportunities as everyone else. When you give to Envision, whether it be your time, donations, or your engagement, you make it all possible. That's because at Envision, they don't focus on the disability, they value the ability. They choose not to envision a world without sight, but to envision a world where people who are blind or visually impaired are empowered to reach their full potential. Learn more at envisionus.com. Hey, it's Jeff, and I want to invite you to discover CBD America Shaman Derby, the only premier CBD location
2: in the Wichita area. We're honored to bring relief, relaxation, and recreation to the community. See why we say, life is better with the feather. Love is in the air, and Burnell's
0: offers the finest gift for lovers. Hi, it's Nathan from Burnell's Fine Jewelry and Design. Let me tell you, jewelry always surpasses chocolate in sweetness and outlasts flowers by centuries. This year, skip the boring gift and surprise her with a thoughtful diamond ring, pearl earrings, or a gold necklace that will truly make her heart skip a beat. We have romantic gifts for under $500 so you can show the love without breaking the bank. Visit us on the northeast corner of Rock and Central or shop online at
6: burnells.com. Because when it comes to love, only the finest will do.
4: Hello, this is Ben Farha with Farha Roofing. Our team of professionals would like to secure your home or business in 2024. If you have concerns regarding roofing, call Farha Roofing or visit FarhaRoofing.com. Whether it's repair, service, or replacement, Farha Roofing is the team for you. Call Farha Roofing or visit us at FarhaRoofing.com. Farha Roofing we rise above the rest.
2: It's a hot summer day and your old sprinkler in the backyard isn't cutting it for you and your kids anymore. Now picture this, a beautifully designed pool customized to fit your style and space right in your own backyard. One call to super pools and this dream can become a reality in no time. And good news, interest rates for pool financing is going down. So why wait? Call Super Pools today at 316-880-3900 or check out superpoolsusa.com for some of our outstanding work. Don't forget, we dig fun.
1: Beware of the fog.
3: You're a Swiss from the
1: right wing. The Kansas Jayhawks hit the hardwood every game right here. Wow,
3: what ball movement. They share it and they throw it down.
1: There's nothing like Kansas basketball. A big time.
2: Be a part of the journey all season long on your home for Kansas Jayhawk basketball. Saturday, the Jayhawks travel to Norman to take on the Sooners. Coverage begins at 3 on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Attention. This is a special alert for all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an overpriced auto warranty or no warranty coverage at all. Due to the increase of new and used car prices, repair costs, and the price of gas, People are keeping their cars longer than ever, which is why CarShield is announcing a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on covered auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can save thousands for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. You could save thousands on future auto repairs. Our specialists are standing by for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-760-8196. Vehicle protection plan pricing is at an all-time low. Plus, drivers who purchase this coverage today will receive rental car options, free roadside assistance, and free towing. Call 800-760-8196 now for your free quick quote. That's 800-760-8196. What do you have to lose? Call 800-760-8196. Again, 800-760-8196.
6: Back here on the Shane Dennis Show on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. Wichita's sports leader, I am your host and producer today, Jack Johnson. Text line always open, 316-247-0923. That is 316-247-0923. Well, you just got some audio uh, from the Kansas side with Bill Self and Hunter Dickinson as they gear up for their game tomorrow afternoon against the 24th or 23rd ranked Oklahoma Sooners. That'll be in Norman, as you heard Bill Self say, uh, Billy Tubbs Day, and also they're going to have some sort of honoring of Toby Keith, who passed away in the last few weeks. So should be uh, quite an emotional and a rocking atmosphere that Kansas will once again be stepping foot into with their road woes. They have been an atrocious road basketball team this season and I'm not sold, it's going to get any better until they finally get that monkey off their back and win their first true Big 12 road game. That doesn't uh, include the last place team in Oklahoma State. They only have two road wins on the season, Indiana being one and Oklahoma State being the other. So no top 25 road win this season. They can achieve that tomorrow afternoon against the Sooners. You can listen to that right here on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. As for the Kansas State Wildcats, they will be at home Against the TCU Horned Frogs tomorrow. I'm going to say morning. I think 11 a.m.s are morning tip offs. Uh, once you get to noon and one, then I'll get into the afternoon phase. But if you're if you're still in the a.m., it's morning time to me. I know for a lot of people, you may be early risers. You're considering a morning time to be over at like 10 a.m. This is a morning tip off for the college kids that will be attending and then also playing in this game. in K State and TCU will be on ESPNU. Tomorrow morning, talk about a must-win game for the Cats. Uh, one of my good buddies, Ryan Gilbert of GoPowerCat.com, had a great interview uh, that he just posted to his account. Go follow him on Twitter, at GPC Ryan G for any K-State news. If you are a big-time Cats fan, uh, he brought up the fact that this is a must-win game, and the, the term must-win, I've always believed, is dumb. I, I hate the way that it is kind of thrown around. Um, I especially hate when it's thrown around thrown around in the playoffs because every game, of course, is a must win game. It's not like you need to uh, really emphasize that. But by definition, this would be a must win game for Kansas State uh, by their resume. Uh, Even a win, I don't think, does a ton uh, for their resume because TCU's not ranked. They're a very good Big Twelve school, but they're still on the bubble of getting into the NCAA tournament, and also keep this in mind. K-State's going to have a quick turnaround, a very, very quick turnaround. They're going to have TCU, and they'll get Texas on Big Monday in Austin, a late tip-off there at 8 p.m. So to me, if you can't grab this one against TCU, now you're going into Austin where you're not going to be a favorite. And if you walk away with two L's there, that's only one win, going back to January 24th, and it was against Kansas on Big Monday in Manhattan. The Cats have not won on the road either since they beat West Virginia on January 9th, so they're going to have that coming up against Texas and Austin. But this is a matter about a TCU team, and a TCU team uh, that I do want to give my praise to. I- I'm not going to say that they are a-, a bad bad team by any stretch. I mean, they're nearing 20 wins at this point. i got to give... Uh, cap tip to that point, uh, but I've also seen them uh, revert back to a TCU team of last year that every time you thought they were getting going, it just wasn't enough. Now this year on the road, uh, maybe a little bit better than you might have thought, especially in Big 12 play. Now the record isn't going to stand out to you, but they did beat Baylor in and Waco and hung 105 points. They nearly knocked off Kansas and Lawrence, and that was that controversial game of the flagrant one on Ernest Uday. And uh, they also nearly knocked off Cincinnati, who's no slouch either. And uh, they only lost by four points in that game. They also have wins against Houston and Oklahoma back-to-back. Those were two top ten wins. Uh, So that's impressive on the resume. They beat Texas Tech by seven points at home, and they just came off a win against West Virginia by 16 points. So this is a really, really tough test for Kansas State, who at this point has their back against the wall. I think I look at the remaining parts of their schedule, and it's just its not going to be easy. I at one point thought it would be a little bit easy if you had grabbed one of those wins in the top 25 stretch of Iowa State, Houston, Oklahoma, and Kansas. Now, you did get the one against Kansas, but were winless against Iowa State, Houston, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State, and the win against Kansas was kind of canceled out by the loss to BYU. So you had that stretch of of playing five ranked teams, and you went one and four. And we've seen the, the struggles that Kansas has had on the road this season. You kind of look into it and go, how good was that win in general? I mean, is the win against Baylor at home better than the win against Kansas at home? I'm sure that's going to be contemplated at some point at the end Uh, remaining parts of the season, or throughout the remaining parts of the season, but the reason I do want to hammer in the point of this being a must-win, it's at home. It's at home. If if K-State is going to get into the NCAA tournament, I'm sorry to say it, but they probably got to win every single home game, at least to give them one buffer loss on the road, which would be against Kansas and Lawrence, where they haven't won since 2006. So if you're going to have that buffer of losing on the road, then you got to be perfect at home. And you've got TCU, BYU, who's top ten, what or top twenty, excuse me, West Virginia at home, and then you get top ten Iowa State, who very well may win the Big Twelve. You cannot slip up in this game. You can't. There's no, there's no room for error anymore. And this TCU team, uh, they love to get up and down the floor. They are a fast team. That loves to turn you over, and that does not bode well for Kansas State. Now, this year, TCU is top 30 in scoring, averaging nearly 82 points a game. Then you go to a rebounding. These teams are tied, but they're a team that loves to get the rebound and get out and push, whereas K-State is a little bit slower. little bit slower in transition. assist the turnover ratio for TCU, they're 40th in the nation. And here is where it might be decided for me. Now, TCU is not great at taking care of the basketball. K-State's one of the worst in the nation in taking care of the basketball. They're still averaging over 14 turnovers a game, and we keep putting this as our emphasis. You know, Pat's going to have his Schofield-Hana keys to the game coming up in today's show. That's going to be one point that I highlight because I go to every single loss that K-State has had this season. They've, and nearly all of them, had trouble in taking care of the basketball. You know, you go back to the loss against Miami, they had 13 turnovers. Against Nebraska, they had 12 turnovers in that game. Against Texas Tech, they had 16 and and really were throwing the ball all over the place in the first, you know, couple minutes of that game. Against Iowa State, coughed it up countless times in the first half. They had 16 turnovers against Iowa State. Now Houston's one of the best defensive teams in college basketball. They forced Kansas State into 16 turnovers. And then against Oklahoma, uh, that 20-point loss at home in which they only had 53 points, 14 turnovers in that game. And then against Oklahoma State, which will go out as one of K-State's worst losses of the year, 13 turnovers. So I can go across the board and pick out turnovers. BYU, that loss, 16 turnovers. It's just become a constant. It's become way too much of a constant for this Kansas State team. You have to take care of the basketball. If you don't take care of the basketball, you're going to be in for a long night, especially against this TCU team. I mean, even in some of their wins, they can't take care of the basketball. Against Kansas, they had 15. 15 turnovers in that game. Against Baylor in their overtime win, 16 turnovers in that game. They just they don't take care of it. Oklahoma State? 17 turnovers in that game. I don't know if it's just you have to take it with this Kansas State team. Like This is who they are. They're a team that's going to turn the ball over. You can't expect them to have that game of of less than eight turnovers. But, boy, I just think in this final stretch of the season here, you've got seven more games. Give me four of them with less than ten. Give me four of them you get four more wins that puts you in uh, to the Big 12 tournament at 19 and 12 maybe 19 and 12 I think we'll roll with that and you'll have to probably grab two wins and then cross your fingers on selection Sunday now I'm still a little bit bullish uh, of having 13 losses and then getting into the NCAA tournament I'm, I'm not there yet they're going to have to have some pretty impressive wins And that starts tomorrow morning against TCU. I think you may need that game against Texas on the road. You have to have that game against BYU at home. Of course you need West Virginia. And then I'd argue you need Cincinnati on the road and Iowa State. That's 6-1. That makes you feel a lot better because you'd have a win against Iowa State, you'd have a win against BYU, and you'd have a win against Cincinnati. The issue is only three ranked opponents – over the last seven games, you missed a lot of opportunities to cash in against ranked teams. You only cashed in against Kansas. Yeah, you had the one against Baylor, but against Iowa State, Houston, Oklahoma, and BYU, all L's. If you would have had that one against BYU or maybe against Oklahoma, you feel a little bit better about your position right now. But you can't just beat TCU, West Virginia, Texas. And Cincinnati and then lose to the remaining ranked teams in BYU Kansas and Iowa State. I don't know if they can afford three more losses. I don't think you can go four and three in this final seven game stretch. I think five and two has you feeling a lot better going into the uh the Big Twelve tournament at twenty one and eleven. I think that could get it done. You have to go five and two. Five and two, maybe regardless of who you beat if you lose to Kansas and Iowa State to close out the year. You're probably still fingers crossed. It'll be nerve-wracking, but I'll, I'll tell you this, and I'll reiterate it. You cannot slip up against TCU. This is a massive one for Kansas State and Jerome Tang. Massive one. You cannot have the Tyler Perry that showed up against BYU. You cannot have the Jerome Colbert that showed up against BYU. Arthur kaluma has got to be effective. He can't be the version of himself that was playing against Kansas. This has to be a well-rounded group. The bench is not going to provide you that much relief. And when the bench is not providing you tons of relief, you got to turn to this starting five. And no more slow starts for K-State. Take care of the damn basketball and get a W back in the win column. You've only had one win since January 24th. And we're coming up on, on a month. Next Saturday, not this coming Saturday, next Saturday, it'd be a month. So you got to start cashing in. It's been a bad stretch of games. They're one and five over their last six. Write the ship around. There's no more time to dilly dally. The Big 12 schedule is closing in, and so are the NCAA tournament hopes for the Kansas State Wildcats. Tip off tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. with the TCU Horn Frogs. Uh, that'll be on ESPNU. All right. Uh, to close out the show, we are going to wrap it up with I'm Old Jack Young. We'll see if Chance is in the studio because right now Pat is still in a meeting, so not sure we're gonna get him. But either we'll wrap it up with I'm Old Jack Young, which is brought to you by Rock and Bruce Casino Casino Brayman, and a reminder. Ah, uh, with Rock and Brews, that you can head down to I-35 all February long to win big at Rock and Brews Casino Bremen every Friday and Saturday in February. You can enter to win up to three hundred and fifty dollars in free play with a new chance to win every thirty minutes. Eat, win, and rock on at Rock and Brews Casino Bremen, I-35 exit two thirty-one, short drive, big wins. I'm Old Jax Young to close out the week next on the Shane Dennis Show.
2: You're listening to the
0: Shane Dennis Show on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. What do people with blindness or low vision need to live to the fullest? Just ask them. It's skill development, scientific breakthroughs, knowledge-based jobs, and the same opportunities as everyone else. When you give to Envision, whether it be your time, donations, or your engagement, you make it all possible. That's because at Envision, they don't focus on the disability, they value the ability. They choose not to envision a world without sight, but to envision a world where people who are blind or visually impaired are empowered to reach their full potential. Learn more at envisionus.com.
1: Hi, I'm Capri, and a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A Grilled Spicy Deluxe is the chicken.
0: They actually put it on the grill,
1: cooked it in the sauce. It's definitely a good grilled spicy sandwich.
2: Hey, I'm Michelle, and a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A Grilled Spicy Deluxe is it's spicy and it's full of flavor. When you pair that with the kale crunch salad, it's just good. Order a grilled spicy deluxe sandwich on the Chick-fil-A app today, available for a limited time. Real guests paid for their testimonials.
0: Paid for by Christian Care Ministry. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MetaShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MetaShare to pay for healthcare can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge, but it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, to the customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes a very very smart use of two minutes here's the number you need 855-51-BIBLE that's 855-51-BIBLE 855-51-BIBLE basketball fans get ready sunrise christian academy visit wichita and the wichita sports commission proudly present the second annual air capital hoop fest february 15th and 16th at the garvey center on the friends university campus Brace yourselves for a showdown of epic proportions as four of the nation's top high school basketball teams face off. Teams in action include Sunrise Christian Academy, a local favorite, Link Academy from Missouri, Veritas Academy from California, and Wasatch Academy from Utah. Get your tickets today at visitwichita.com get dash tickets.
3: Are you following Wichita Sports Leader on social media? You can check out the latest news, videos, and so much more from ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search ESPN Wichita on your favorite social media platform and get to following the leader now. Be on the lookout for special giveaways that take place throughout the year and weigh in on the action on social media. That's ESPN Wichita on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Wichita Sports Leader, ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM
1: she's
3: all laid up in bed with a broken heart while i'm drinking jack all alone in my local bar and we don't know
0: how, how how we got into this mad situation only doing things out of
7: frustration trying to make it work man these times are hard
6: we are wrapping up the shane dennis show on espn which taught 92.3 fm which wichita's sports leader I am your host and producer today, Jack Johnson. Well, no, Pat Strothman, but we're still going to have fun with "I'm Old Jack's Young" as we're going to bring in Chance Lebo. And instead of him giving me the players in sport and in their born days and
3: dead days, I'll be giving them to Chance. So first things first, Chance, do you read me? I read you loud and clear. And I think it's uh, I'm old Chance's young because there I am go. younger than you today. So <laughs> um, yeah, looking forward to it. Um, I don't have obviously the the. Uh, Shane machine in front of me where he's got all the you know birthdays and everything so uh, looking forward to this Uh, I'm not as good at this I've admitted to Shane I am not good at like the players names like you're an encyclopedia of knowledge I'm not as good so I'm hoping I can maybe get an easy day today well the good thing is too is that I'm new to this side I've never given
6: the born day so this is this is uncharted territory that we're walking into but I'll be honest I was tired of talking I did not want to have to come (laughs) up for another segment for the last 15 minutes of the show it's that's the problem when you can't bounce you. it off anybody. So, so good that you are here to close out the show. But first
3: thing, do you know who sings this? <sighs> is this Train? Not Train. <sighs> Any is other ashamed. guesses? Is it Owl City?
6: It's not. They have a couple of famous songs. Um, I know. the voices Break-Even are really familiar. Is one of them. Oh, Daughtry. Not not
3: Daughtry. It's not Daughtry. Also have Hall of Fame. Oh no, it's slipping my mind. Oh, you're gonna say it, and I'm gonna know it. You, oh yeah, you'll you'll recognize it when I'll I say it. know, uh, yeah, I'll know the name. It starts with an M, does it not? Starts with an S. S.
6: Or I guess the is the first part of their band. Yeah, I knew it was name, a the S. Yeah, the S. Man, don't feel bad, cause Shane wouldn't be able to get this either.
3: Yeah, I mean it's one. Of, it's very similar to like Daughtry and like some of those mm-hmm. like you know slow pop songs. In that no, wheelhouse, I, I yeah, it's in that wheelhouse. I, I feel like I got close enough, but uh, no, wh- uh, what is it? I'm gonna know it. I'm sure. The what is script. it? The script. The script. I would not have known that. Okay. No, I wouldn't have.
6: The script. Uh, yeah, Hall of Fame, break even, and this is for the first time.
3: Yeah, I, I've heard all three of those. Those yeah. are all you know, you know, bangers from the you know mid 2010s. I remember we used to have uh, we would, like obviously spring trainings going on, and we used to mm-hmm. go as a family, and we would have like we called it a spring training song uh, that was like the song that we listened to the yep. most on whatever FM radio station was down in Arizona. And Hall of Fame was one of them. I think it was the last oh, year we yeah. went was that one. It played so much. That
6: was a uh, beat you over the head with it. That that oh, song yeah. was that, always yeah. on FM.
3: Yeah. There was so many of those songs that, especially when you are going to a new place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you go to a new place and, like, you're, you know, usually, like, I remember we would, like, go on car rides. We had, like, a three-station rotation. Didn't mean to rhyme there. But, like, we would rotate between three stations that we knew would play, like, songs that we liked. Mm -hmm. When you're in a new place, like, you don't know, you know, what stations to go to, so you're kind of just going out there blind. And, you know, you get in the rental car and you just find one that you like and you're like, okay, this is the song for, or this is the station we're going to stick with the whole time.
6: Exactly. That, that's what you have to always do with the rental cars. Well, now I guess you can plug in your phone and play whatever the hell you want, but back then, yeah. yes, it was turned to a station, and if they were playing the good music or the first good song, you just stick with it the yeah, rest of pray. the way. Yeah. All-, All right, Chance, Well, let's see uh, how perfect you can go yeah. on the birthdays in sport today. Born on this day in 1972,
3: Jerome Bettis. Oh, the bus. Steelers running back. That Okay, now we're, we're off to a good start. We're starting with uh, the T-ball, then we're going to go to a little slow toss, and then we're going to start, you know, with some live BP. There we go. So we got <laughs> a Jerome Bettis,
6: the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame running back, first team All-Pro 1993 and 96, six-time Pro Bowler, was born in Detroit. Michigan.
3: One of the uh f- owners of the funniest stat line like of all time. He had like yes. 5 carries, negative 1 yard and 3 <laughs> and touchdowns. 3 touchdowns, yeah. <laughs> one of the funniest stat lines ever. Born on this day in hmm,
6: let's see if I can give you a good one here. Okay, this one's not bad. Born on this day in 1967.
3: Keith Gretzky. I, I I'm guessing hockey if it's Gretzky. It is. It is the brother, brother. of
6: Wayne Gretzky. Awesome. Let's see another good one here. Okay, are you a big hockey guy? I like watching it. I have no knowledge of it. I watched mm-hmm. I watched the playoffs, and that's it. If they yeah. see, I've got a couple of buddies that are uh, St. Louis Blues fans, and I'm, okay. I'm not. I will never root for any team in St. Louis. I'll never go to that side. And I'm very firm. when they're like, "Oh, come on, it's close enough." I'm like, "No," because St. Whatever you call them, St. Louisians. <laughs> St. Louisites, I don't know. Louis, I don't know. (laughs) Whatever they call themselves. They don't cheer. I mean, some do, but I would say majority of St. Louis people are like, I'm not cheering for the Chiefs or anything like that. We were Rams fans before that. We're not going to be Chiefs fans of that, and sure as hell not going to be Royals fans in that because you got the Cardinals over there. So I'm not going to root for the St. Louis uh, Blues there. Born on this day, 1961, Brett Brown.
3: Ooh. Um, Is it Big Four? Big Four, Yes. I'm gonna go baseball.
6: This was the 76ers coach from 2013 to 2019.
3: Gotcha. Okay, I, I, that's actually the first thing that came to my mind, but it was such like a, one of those common names. Yes, that you know you're like, well, could be you know multiple.
6: He was the coach uh, right during the process. Yeah, when they had. Oh, yes. was he
3: the process? He was, was the process
6: he? coach. Yep. And they. When did he get fired? Not long into the process.
3: <laughs> really?
6: He was, oh, they had some. Really bad years that they had to force him out. But, yeah, he was – yeah, 2019 was the last year he was with the 76ers. Yeah,
3: because I thought he got fired during the bubble, and then they brought in Doc Mm -hmm. Rivers, and yeah. And then, yeah, I I remember him. I I have a buddy that uh, worked at a newspaper that was around where I was from. He covered high school sports, and he was a big Philly guy, and he moved back there. And he's a big Philly sports guy, like a big Sixers guy. And so I've always, like, had a soft spot for Philly sports. Not so much anymore, but they are – you know, they're different for sure. Yes.
6: Oh, yes. This one, scroll in here, we'll do one last, born and then go to deaths. Born on this day, 1959, John McEnroe. Oh. Is he football? No, it's not Big Four.
3: Oh, it's not Big Four. Very
6: famous in his, his sport. It's an individual sport. Is it golf? Tennis. Tennis. U.S. Open champ, 1979, 80, 81, 84. Wimbledon, 81, 83, 84. Ten-time Grand Slam doubles titles. Wow. And Tour Finals, 78, 83, 84. And Davis Cup in uh, 85, I believe it was. All right, we'll I move on get to into death. Tennis. I, I don't blame him. I was going to say, you you either have to be familiar with tennis or just watch a couple documentaries. He was the tennis player that would always explode, get really pissed. Shane okay. has a great impression of him. When, he, when you see him again. <laughs> Ask Shane to do the impression, or send you an audio of it while he's oh, yeah. you know in Carolina right now because it is uh, a laugh till you hurt type of funny. That oh is, yeah, uh, he's that that is one of my favorite impressions that he does. And
3: okay. if I'm not mistaken, that's like the one sport that like you can just come unglued and not yep. really oh, have to yeah. worry too much about any you know repercussions, right?
6: Yeah. Well,
3: you can get
6: I some form of penalty. You yeah, you can get some form of penalty. I'm not sold. What gotcha. I'm not. Uh, it's super familiar with the rules on it, but there is some form of a penalty there. Okay, uh, this is now going to be moving on to dead days here. Uh, dying on this day in 2023, Tim McCarver, baseball. There you go. World Series 64, 67, All Star 66 and 67, and broadcaster for ABC, CBS, and Fox mm. and the New York Mets. Um, see if I can give you another one here. Really quiet day, to be honest with you. Um, dying on this day in 2012, Gary Carter,
3: another baseball player. Yeah, was uh, I if I'm no, that was Joe Carter that hit the home run for the Blue Jays, right? Yeah, that was Joe Carter, and former shocker, right there. Yeah, Gary Mm, Carter, though, uh, former or not former
6: baseball Hall of Famer, uh, catcher, eleven time All Star, World Champion in '86, Gold Glove Award winner in '80 in 82 or 80 81 and 82 died in 2012 due to a brain tumor so sad stuff there for Gary Carter but that's really it there's not many other dead days or born days that I think you'd be able to get so uh, Chance thanks so much for your time thanks for pinch hitting there and we'll talk to you on Monday yeah see you Monday there he goes. That's our guy, Chance Lebo, always helping out and filling in right here on the Shane Dennis Show. Well, that's going to do it for me on another edition of the Shane Dennis Show. I've been your host and producer today, Jack Johnson. This will be the last time you consistently hear my voice. Of course, we got the Pulse coming up here at 2 o'clock, but I will not be back until Thursday. I'll be down in Surprise, Arizona for Royal Spring Training, getting you some audio and some coverage for that. Kyle Collier will be in my chair. But don't go anywhere. Don't turn that dial. The Pulse with Pat Strothman is coming up on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM.
2: Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, KKGQ, Newton.